Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and SJ Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. If you are enjoying the show, and I hope you are, I wanted to mention our Patreon because that is the best thing that you can do to support the show if you are so inclined. Patrons get access to every podcast a week early without any of the ads. There's also members-only channels in the Discord that I am super active in. I do Q&As, I do some giveaways, and for everyone who has asked, there's also a way to have me review your music or artwork or anything else that you would like to get my eyes or ears on. Every month, I do a call for submissions on Patreon. You post your work in the comments, and then I will review it live on Twitch and then post them to YouTube for everybody on Patreon as well. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, there's a link to that in the show notes for this podcast. We're going to rank each of these bands in three different ways. Number one is how commercially successful they are. That is one relevant dimension. I mean, if a band sells millions and millions of records, that has to count for something, right? Number two is how influential they were, because there are some bands that maybe didn't sell millions and millions of albums, but... Uh, influenced lots of other bands who did and had some sort of significant impact on the culture. Number three is just basically how much I like them. That's probably the least significant factor, but you know, it's my stream. I'm allowed to include my personal taste. And actually for this one, we're going to include a fourth factor, which I'll weight very heavily their level of drip because that's a very important factor for new metal taproot. Let's do that. We got, we got to get some shit tier bands in here. Hell yeah. So we've got some fancy wrist accessories here. I can't tell. It looks like these are maybe like just leather cords. That's very youth pastor. These guys are a little bit maybe more on the post grunge side of things than full on new metal. But I like the youth pastor look so far. I like the bass player's moves. Oh, and we got an eyebrow piercing. There we go. Very cringe how he's like, a, and I bet that sounds horrible live too because they obviously recorded those punch-ins in the studio. It probably sounds really bad live. Yeah, no drip. But we've got a goatee. Ooh, this this is like, this isn't a goatee. This is a landing strip. Really, it's disturbing. Whenever I see the dudes with the landing strip, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It's upsetting. Oh. Ooh, this band's fucking horrible. Oh god, look at the graphics too. Melting faces and mending hearts. Like, imagine thinking that that's face melting music. 
This looks like the logo for some local brewery or like coffee roastery or something like that. The nautical star is nice. This is combining so many mid 2000s cheesy graphic tropes in one. I don't even know where to start. We've got the nautical star in a heart with angel wings with the dripping paint and like shitty Photoshop distress brush. This is something I would have done when I was like 19 and I would have thought it was so fucking cool. This band is dripless. That's not true. They're, they have mild drip. I would say D tier. E tier maybe. They're not an F. That song sucks. Their drip sucks. E tier. D for dripless. E for extra dripless. How about another deep cut? American Head Charge. Whenever you search for a band's name and the first couple results are clips from some... <laughs> show they played to like 18 people just makes me sad for them looks like this is the big song oh i've got the tv with static and like really profound meaningful cryptic messages on it very important part of any early 2000s video bro the media is lying to wait do they have a keytar player how did i not know that they have a keytarist TV, TV bad. Man, we're off to a good start. I feel like this is maybe just more metal than new metal, but dual eyebrow piercings, at least that's what I think they are. A goatee slash soul patch. We're already off to a good start. And a keytarist for some bizarre reason. The surface is so cold and worthless. All the things and the really bad singing part. Another horrible, 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 cringy shit tier move. That makes you seem like a local band. No band should ever, ever, ever do this where you dress up in suits. Do not ever do this. Especially wearing some like fucking pinstripe zoot suit like you're a, a, a liquor bootlegger from 1931. Do not ever, ever, ever do this. Ever. You know damn well there's no one these basses always had like five and six string basses that they totally didn't need. Was it, did they have a keytarist? and a keyboard player if so this is really bad financial planning having like two people in the band that should have been replaced by a backing track this is like every local band that i saw in 1997 not good how was this band signed like even this logo just screams local band this band is worse than taproot i don't like to be mean but i'm gonna i'm gonna give them f tier i would rather listen to taproot than american head charge system of a down i hate this band a lot this band sucks shit their fandom is incredibly annoying But respect for the chance with tube socks. That's some drip I can get behind. Drummer's good. Ooh, wait, we're checking the boxes already. We've got the awkward bassist with the zany facial hair. There's some big local band energy right there. Here's the shitty part where they ruin what was kind of a cool song with a clean part with like clean guitars and bad singing. Yeah, great snare. I like the drum sound a lot. This sucks. Who could listen to this and think this was good? This is so painfully mediocre. 
12 and you had never heard metal before or something, I can understand how you could think this is really cool because I thought a lot of shit was good when I was 12 that in hindsight is terrible. And that's fine. But for people to still pretend that System of a Down and Mudvayne are like these fucking incredible god tier artists in 2021 is just how gotta take off these rose colored glasses i don't kid myself what did i love when i was 12 or 13 that's that's not good um i don't know everything i loved back then my wife is is quite a bit younger than me so i like to use her as a good litmus test for this stuff i'll play her something that i used to think was great and she'll just look at me like this is bad why do you think this is good and as soon as she gives me that look i know it's true I know that I am just I'm I'm viewing things through these rose-colored glasses and that this thing I thought was great is actually not great. That is what you all need to do a system of a down and mud vein. This is it's not horrible. Obviously, there's much worse music, but it's very average. You don't want to be the person that thinks Olive Garden is the best restaurant in the world. This is Olive Garden metal. Now, in my personal opinion, I don't enjoy their music at all. I think it's thoroughly mediocre. But this is not just about my opinion. Anytime lots of other people love a thing, even if I don't like it, I want to understand why they like it. For example, I didn't like Slipknot really when they came out. I didn't learn to appreciate them until a couple years later because everyone was talking about them like they were the best band in the world. And I was like, hmm, am I missing something? So I went and listened to them in more detail and it turns out, yes, I was missing something. And now I think Slipknot is awesome. I like them a lot. With all of that being said, I would put System of a Down on the A tier. Not quite as big or as influential as the S-tier bands. You can make a case for them to be S-tier as well. Like, I mean, my 35-year-old sister-in-law from Vietnam who doesn't even listen to music, her two favorite bands are Linkin Park and System of a Down. You know, I will put them on the S-tier. I will. Because they are that influential. They are that groundbreaking. People do love them. Uh, the drip is a bit lacking, but I think it would be wrong for me not to put them up there, even though I think that they are a very mediocre band, and I think that people who worship System of a Down have um, infantile, unsophisticated musical palettes, but it doesn't matter what I think. We're trying to be objective here. Let's talk about Crazy Town. We all know the song Butterfly, right? We've all seen this. We all made fun of it. We know this. I've talked about them a million times. I'm so jealous of his physique. This dude is so jacked. Is this song new metal? No, it's not. But listen to some of their other songs, and I would say it's new metal. For example, my favorite Crazy Town song is Dark Side. I non-ironically like this song. You guys need to just chill. This is just we're just having fun here. You can't like get butt hurt when someone else doesn't like the same fucking band as you. Imagine if I did that. Like imagine if I got angry that people don't like the same shit as I do. Not that big of a fucking deal. I could go on forever about the crazy town drip because they may have the ultimate new metal drip. Uh, but I think we've already talked about that enough. He's in my suffering. Where do we think the crazy town belongs? Here's the deal. Everybody knows who they are. Maybe we, you know, make fun of them, but everybody knows who they are. They sold a lot of fucking records. The drip is obviously there, so they get a bump for that. We can't put them on the same tier or below Orgy and Kitty, right? We can't do that. That would be wrong. That would make no sense. There's nothing Orgy did better than Crazy Town. I say we got to put them on the B tier. I think they've earned that. Put some motherfucking respect on Crazy Town's name right now. 
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. I'll just get these out of the way because I know that everyone will mention them in the comments if I don't include them. We'll just get these out of the way right now. Okay. Obviously, Linkin Park is S tier. The biggest new metal band of all time. The most influential new metal band of all time. Anybody that doesn't have Linkin Park in the S tier is insane. There is no way around that. And I think we've also got to say the same about Limp Biscuit, right? Also, obviously, S tier. I just want to get these out of the way because I'm having a lot more fun talking about the obscure shit tier bands than I am the S tier bands. Like I said in my video today, I don't know that I really consider Slipknot a new metal band exactly, but I know other people do. 
Uh, and I mean, I just made a video today about how great they are and how influential they are. They've sold millions and millions of albums. The drip is a little bit lacking. I mean, unless you want to consider jumpsuits and clown masks drip, which I would not. Uh, but still, you got to put them on the S tier. Let's try to populate the D tier because we know who the S tier bands are. That's not that fun. That's not controversial. We don't need to just sit here and circle jerk. Linkin Park and Slipknot again. I've already made videos doing that. Mushroom Head. There's, there's a good one that's definitely a lower tier band. Mushroom Head is like shitty Slipknot. I know people are going to get angry about that because Mushroom Head was around before Slipknot, as their stands always point out. And they did the mask thing way, way, way before Slipknot, way back in like the early 90s or something like that. But they they were not good. I mean, they were okay. There's one song of theirs that I actually kind of like. I don't remember if it's this one or not. <laughs> when your mom says you have Slipknot at home. Psycho stick. The guitarist is, is pretty good. He's got a decent right hand. Anytime I mention Slipknot, there's always Mushroomhead stands that pop up in the comments and like, Mushroomhead did it before Slipknot, and why don't you recognize the greatness of Mushroomhead, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care who did anything first, for the most part. Like, I don't really think that matters. What matters is who did the thing and actually got some success with it. And Mushroomhead, you know, they, they did better than I think a lot of people realize. I think they probably sold a million albums or something in total, probably mostly in Europe because, you know, Europeans have shit to your taste. Sorry for all the Europeans, but it's just true. This is the land where power metal and Nightwish are popular. My story about Mushroomhead, uh, when I lived in Cleveland, this band is from Cleveland, and these guys were all around. Uh, Jason Popson, I don't know his name, is it J-Man or something like that in Mushroomhead? Jason Popson was in quite a few random local bands like 216, and I want to say maybe he was in like Integrity 2000 or something. He was in a bunch of bands. I have nothing bad to say about him. He always seemed like a cool guy, and he's like a talented creative dude so I, I have nothing bad to say about him by any means but I remember him being around in the 90s and stuff and then years later I went to uh, Peabody's which was one of the venues in uh, in Cleveland that you know a band at the level of say Kill Switch man eh, maybe it's too small for Kill it's like a thousand cap venue or something like that like pretty decent but not huge a friend of mine uh, bought the place and uh, I was just went there to go see him and hang out and stuff and uh it's such an asshole thing, but it's it's a funny story. I'll tell it anyway. I want to be clear. No offense meant to Jason. He seems like a decent dude. But uh, he was like, do you, do you want a drink or anything? I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, just go over to the bar. That's uh, that's Jason from Mushroomhead. He works for me. He's a bartender here. Play your cards right and I'll introduce you to him. <laughs> It was so shitty and it was it was mean and rude and I apologize, but it was funny and I hope Jason would think it's funny too. Again, no offense intended to him. He seems like a good dude. But Mushroomhead, uh, where would where would we put them? I say props to Mushroomhead for having as much success as they did. I will always think of them as like a Cleveland local band. Good for them for having the success that they did. They might even still be a band. I don't know. But can't say that they're great. It's a horrible logo too. Like this is such a local band logo. I will put them on the D tier partly because we don't have any anyone else in the D tier, but I would rather listen to Mushroom Head than Taproot or American Head Charge. I will say that. And I do give them some credit for their creativity. I mean, they, they are creative dudes and Jason and the other people in the band did a lot for the scene. They were always around. They were always part of it and stuff. So I do give them some credit for that, but can I put them higher than D tier? I don't think I can. Let's do Deftones. This is my favorite Deftones song. And I will say, I love the production on this album. It's like amazing drum and guitar tones. Great mix. I love how crisp and tight the drums are. 
Silent Summer. That was like one of their old songs, right? I, I would say the same thing about uh, Deftones as I would System of a Down. They definitely don't suck by any means. They're a good band, but to uh, pretend that they're some sort of god tier high art, that I don't understand. This was their first big song, wasn't it? Am I right? Or one of their first? Love the drum sound. It sounds fucking exactly like the other song I played. This is the same goddamn song. The same song. Can I copy your homework, but change it up a bit? Yeah. I like I like this riff. It's cool. But the problem with Deftones is the vocals, for one. So like very low energy and kind of boring. Kind of cringy. Incel pothead kind of energy. This part is so boring. I don't know this song, Rats, 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 but we'll listen to it. I'm told this is good. I do not think Chino is a very good vocalist. I understand what he's going for, and, you know, I understand how it may be interesting or pioneering. You know, the sing, scream dynamic thing. I, I, I get why people are into that. Um... But I don't think he's I don't think he's particularly good. I, I've made this joke before, but here's my favorite thing about this album. The cover of it reminds me so much of this. Feels like this classic meme. <laughs> Feel like pure shit just on her back meme. <laughs> yeah, actually, same energy, right? <laughs> this is like the most basic fucking local new metal band riff of all time. Dun -dun, dun -dun, dun -dun, dun -dun. We need some DJ scratches in here. It's art, bro. Don't you understand? Like, Deftones is like, it's not like all the other like crappy new metal. It's art. His lyrics are like poetry, man. You don't understand. It's not like all that other shitty new metal. Like, don't call Deftones new metal, bro. They're so much deeper than that. And I, I know you said you don't like weed because it's just because you haven't had the right kind. Because like, this kind's more of like a body high. This is like a head high. And like, I think you just got to try the right strain, man. Like you just, you just didn't get the right shit, but like, I, it's, I think you're going to like it, man. Here's my thesis on why you fucking have to like weed. Even though you politely tell me 900 motherfucking times that you don't want to smoke weed, I'm going to fucking keep telling you again and again and again why you have to fucking smoke weed and listen to Deftones. Because it's not okay for you to just fucking say you don't like it. <laughs> These people will not fucking let it go. It's like they're going to put a gun to your, like, say, say you like Deftones. Say it. Smoke weed and listen to Deftones. I mean, I don't, I don't hate this. It's fine. It's not bad. My issue is people that just have excessive enthusiasm for anything. It irritates me, and it's probably stupid. I probably shouldn't feel that way. It's probably something I need to work on, but anytime people are just like, just won't fucking shut up about a thing that they like, it fucking annoys me, especially when the thing is like, okay, or like good. When the thing is good, but they act like the thing is the fucking second coming of christ it irritates me god rick and morty yes exactly look if you like rick and morty that's cool notice that i have never ever i will never tell people that they shouldn't like something like i'll never do that i i'm 
I never want to ruin somebody's fun and say, hey, stop liking that thing you like. You know, I don't care. People should listen to and enjoy whatever they want. I don't like it when other people try to change your opinion. Either like stop liking that thing you like or you have to like this thing I like for exactly the same reasons that I like it. That's what fucking irritates me. If people like different shit than you, then just fucking let it go. You know, it's like really not that big of a fucking deal. All right. With all of that being said, you know my feelings on Deftones, but we can't deny them. They're an A-tier band. Very successful, super, super influential. Like, I would say that they are nearly as influential as the S-tier bands. Not quite, but nearly. The drip is a bit lacking. You know, we've got some Dickies in there, some Pumas and some Airwalks. There's probably some eyebrow piercings in there somewhere. You know, no braided green goatees, no fishnet shirts, uh, a, a lack of wrist accessories that kind of holds them back a little bit, but still... I would say Deftones are an A-tier band. They do have a flat earther. That's true. I think he's an anti-vaxxer too. That couldn't possibly have anything to do with the fact that he smokes his weight in weed every day, could it? You don't suppose that those things could be fucking correlated, do you? Maybe smoking weed like other people fucking breathe might possibly affect the quality of your thinking? Is that is that possible? Make you believe dumb shit because your fucking brain is so clouded by weed smoke that you can't think? Could that be possible? Anyway, Deftones is an A-tier band. And that does it for the new metal tier list. I hope this is gonna be a good this is gonna be a good stream highlight. Because I kept it real. This might hurt me, you know? People might not like how real I kept it in this stream, but I'm willing to take that risk. If new metal is the thing that comes between us, then I guess I guess so be it. If you like Deftones and System of a Down, like, I don't think less of you. I'm not mad. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't listen to them. Like, I don't give a shit what music somebody else listens to. That's, like, on the very bottom of the list of things that I would ever get upset about. That would ever make me think less of somebody. I couldn't give less of a shit about that. So whenever people say the word shit on, I'm like, bro, why do you shit on Deftones fans? I'm not shitting on anybody. Just saying I'm not into the band, and could you please fucking chill out trying to make me like them? Anyway, all of that being said, that does it for the new metal tier list. And now we can move on. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. 
You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.